And welcome to episode 107 of the Varangian Heresy podcast. My name, as always, is Jody. I am your hostess with the mostess. Uh, and tonight we've got a pretty stacked lineup here on the uh, on the cast. So we'll get straight into it. On the... where are we going? We're going left, of my left, is the one and only, the quiet killer, um, the man himself, Mr. Pele. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, as always. Yeah, as always, my dude, as always. It is. It's It's not even dark yet, which is amazing, considering we're, you know, it's quarter after nine at night. But, you know, give it a couple of months and we'll be in pitch black by 4 p.m. Yes. So, yeah, we can't win them all, but we'll, we'll take a win while we can. Um, exactly. And on the right, on my right, is uh, the mouth from the not-so-far south, the one and only Christopher. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, actually. Thanks for asking. Good. How are you yourself, Jody? I'm doing all right, mate. I'm kicking around, kicking around. You know what I mean? Just uh, soaking in all the heresy, which we will be talking about very, very soon. Um, and, yeah, loving the fact that the Dark Angels actually got something for once ahead of everybody else. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. At least we didn't have to shoot between this this or, like... Oh, a shrubbery with their fence. Yeah, well, we had to shoot between this or Warlord Titan life-size, and this time we didn't have to, like, wait for the Dark Angel shoulder pads. They even threw in the most dissatisfied head ever. That guy looks so disappointed. Yeah. This is Dark Angels, after all. Yeah. True. So many so many true accounts there. And as you can hear, on the right of my right is the man himself atop his beer and pretzel can throne. Looking down on the rest of us here at 30k Sweden is the one and only Mr. Freddy. How you doing, buddy? Oh, fucking, it's alive. I tell you, it's alive. Christopher killed it, and then... <laughs> Games Workshop of all fucking companies brought it back like some sort of Frankenstein. Oh my god. You can't keep it down. You can't kill it. Impossible. Chris, you're just going to have to double your efforts, bud. That's all I'm saying. As we all know from Mary Shell as the Promethean Man, uh, yeah. like something has to die before it's born anew in gloriousness. I guess the end game here is yada yada yada. It's going to hunt Freddy down and kill him in the Arctic. <laughs> like, like the phoenix it has arisen. Ah, uh, so many metaphors, so so little time. Um, <laughs> so much literature wanking, so little yeah. time for Jody to edit. Uh, well, I wish, I, I'm glad I don't, but actually... Thanks, Miller. Thanks, Miller. <laughs> thanks, Olive. Thank you for editing. We love you. Thanks, Olivia. <laughs> yeah, thanks for keeping this bearable. Sorry. Um, and speaking of editing, if you're listening to us now, hopefully you're listening to us on Spotify. If not, you can. We're on Spotify. Just search the Varangian Heresy. Uh, and you'll find us on there. There's also a link on our Facebook page, which we have. This is how good things are. We have a Facebook page where we announce all new releases and information about the podcast and our events. If you like that, jump in and join our Facebook group, which is actually linked from the Facebook page, where we do polls, ask questions, people share their whips and all that sort of jazz. And we have a link to our Discord group, which we're slowly building up, which is awesome. And I'd like to welcome all the new members to our Facebook group, which have been quite a few recently, and to our Discord. We're slowly building that community. What else can you want in 2022? Oh, that's right. New Heresy, which we will come to in a second. But well, before we do that, is anybody working on anything? And what is it while we, while we record tonight? 
I'm working on five uh, resin assault marines for my Empress children. One of them has an axe, and one of them mysteriously is missing his right shoulder pad. I have no idea where that went, but my, my youngest kid running out of here saying, oopsie, sorry, daddy, two hours ago, is suddening and elucidating himself. Yeah. So uh, five assault marines in glorious metallic purple. Don't you mean, well, I mean, yes, they're Emperor's children, correct? Yes, loyalists. So what, what you're actually saying is they're Palatine blades that you put, <laughs> put bolters on. No, because they, can. they can't have jump packs anymore, Palatine blades. Well, they probably will get in like Legends, the PDF they're releasing for free. You have to repurpose the minis, that's all, mate. You're just repurposing yeah. the minis, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> My Palatine blades are all, all going to become like, I guess, uh, sergeants. There. Or like super fancy centurions. If only the Empress Children was going to get their own console somehow. <laughs> if only. A man can dream, though. Man, man can, can dream. dream. Freddy, you working on anything, dude? Uh, yes, I am. I am working on the man himself that fucking got betrayed by douchebag Empress Children. I'm currently painting up... Well, I've been working on this for a while, but I'm back on it again. So I'm doing another version of... Uh, Another version of Fulgrim and mm -hmm. uh, another version of Ferris, where 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 I have the head. Uh, the one thing that I did before, remember, I magnetized all the weapons up so they can swap weapons. They can have the hammer. You can swap yep. the hammer. You can swap the fucking blade. You can have the layer bed. You can have mm -hmm. uh, all, all the different weapons in between. And actually, what I've done is I have taken Lollenbol Korax's head. Mm -hmm. And replace Fulgrim's head because I find that head. Um, if you look at him, if you look at all the uh, uh, Primarch heads, you will see that they are brothers because they're fucking similar. Mm -hmm. Lazy sculpting hashtag. <laughs> but uh, the thing is with the flowing hair with uh, Corex because I had a spare Corex helmet because I was doing a cor helmeted Corex, mm -hmm. uh, getting that bad wagon. Uh, so I used that head, and then Green stuff did a little bit more of. Uh, of um, hair on him just mm -hmm. to you know become more similar to um, the actual fulgrim one so that's pretty good so i'm working on those two and i'm doing like a, a, a special metallic clear sort of thing on uh, fulgrim which is contrast to the rest of my army but i want him to stand up more than the current fulgrim i had tasty very tasty that's cool you should really throw up some vips on the instagram or facebook i will or send it to me and i'll do it nice we'll do that pele are you working on anything my bud or Yes, I am actually a little bit. Uh, speaking of Primarchs, um, the most stable one himself, Mr. Uh, Fair and Charity, Conrad Curse. <laughs> yeah, st stable. Yeah. <laughs> He's the judge of the Emperor. That's his role. And mm -hmm. he freaked out a little bit about it. But let's not talk about that tonight. <laughs> uh, I got it in my to do list for a while. And uh, well, I'm working on it uh, on his. Cloak, actually, just nice. dead, dead skin. It is such a gorgeous mini. Flayed skin, is the, of course, it's dead skin. It's flayed skin. It's such a gorgeous miniature. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, absolute beaut. I've done the armor airbrushing with mm -hmm. my standard uh, Night Lord scheme. Um, I'm now working on the on the cloak. Mm -hmm. Starting with airbrushing it, actually. Um, nice. It's way more smoother and easier. Um, I can't airbrush while we're recording, of course, but uh, I'll show you some VIPs later on. I mean, you, you could airbrush. Did anyone tell Freddy you can't airbrush while we're recording? Like, ever? No, uh, he didn't get a memo. No, 
I don't know. Well, I'm used then. I was about to say you could airbrush, but then you'd 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 basically get assassinated by Miller at some point. You want to hear something funny? You're dead. Is a touching story. Once upon a time you died, and I lived happily ever after. The end. Um, which would be well, well, well deserved, to be fair. Or so you're, not... you're going to ask a question, I have muted, or been focused on airbrushing, and everyone... Yeah, it happens. It happens, so that's why, that's why we avoid it. I'm a professional, aren't you? <laughs> getting paid for this, I don't know. Did you guys get paid? <laughs> you guys get paid? Who the hell's been getting paid? Freddie and, Fred and me work for the States. You could hear the, like, the genuine upset in our voice. You guys get money? Yeah, I pay for you too. And I don't work at all, which is why I'm, why I'm wondering if I've not worked the system well enough. Um, <laughs> but I, t- I tell you what, for anybody who's about to ask, yes, I am working on something, although I technically I don't think keeping this thing on track counts as hobby progress, but maybe it does. So I'm going to go with that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm still sans airbrush, so I'm kind of... It, I'd actually, I'm going to ask you guys. I need some, need some advice. Do I focus on my militia army, my 3,000 points of militia, or do I put that to one side and see what I can cobble together out of the Marines I've got left over? The Marines. Because the militia, militia rules, we don't know when they're coming, but they don't sound like they're coming anytime soon. What do you guys think? My recommendation is, yeah. and uh, that's because I, my brain hurts when I just see the amount of models to paint when you paint the <laughs> militia army. It's only a hundred. It's fine. Uh, and the marine you haven't painted before or painted a long time. I know you love your iron warriors and so on, mm-hmm. but do something completely opposite. Yeah. Why not ultramarines? Clean and blue, you know. Mm. Non-metal, for example. For example. Uh, it's an option. Uh, do do blood angels or dark angels or some shit. Jody, the question you got to ask yourself is, and this yeah. is honest, then trap on the frog and exactly on. How fucking fed up are you with highlighting power armor? Uh, <laughs> everybody hates highlighting power armor. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I, that's, that is literally it. It's not so much would I not enjoy playing Marines, because I would. But do I want the edge highlight power armor? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you don't need the edge. Use, use your airbrush. Smooth enough. Have you ever done a metallic scheme? You mean Iron Warriors? Yes. <laughs> no, like uh, a colored metallic scheme, I guess. Yes, I have, I have paint, painted many metallic schemes. They are a lot of fun. Um, yeah, do that. That's especially yeah. the highlighting. That's true. But then... Or you do something completely different, like non-metal. I know Chris mm-hmm. is like a metal freak right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm the only. I'll be honest. The only thing that's potentially swaying me to stay with Iron Warriors, potentially, is that I've got five Tyrant Terminators and I've got Perturabo. That's a good reason. So it's it's a reason. You know what I mean? It's it's sort of like holding me there, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm staying in for the kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to make this work for the kids. God damn it! You know, I don't want to see this family broken up just because. You get in that like late night fight coming home, putting your fedora, your trilby on the chair, and like Gilliman starts yelling at you, and like uh, the Iron Circle and Pertrabo come in, Mommy, Daddy, we heard an awful racket. You're like, Not in front of the kids, Gilliman. Pertrabo is the stepfather here. Can you imagine that family? Tubby Pertrabo is definitely the kid you want to hold, you know, like just feel bad for him. 
and just like Abe Simpson, walk in, hang up my hat, turn around, pick the hat back up, and walk right out the door again. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. When, why don't you do Imperial Fists? Mm, the arc enemy of uh, your Iron Warriors. Ew, go, go gargle with some bleach. How dare you say that? Yeah, but that would make a cool diorama for you too, Jody. No, because I'd burn it. Dead Imperial Fists. Oh, dead Imperial Fists, that's fine. Yeah, okay. That's cool. Sorry, Freddie, you, you were about to say something. Well, do you have any other Legion than Iron Hands? And I mean, <laughs> Iron, Iron Warriors. Warriors. Uh, well, what I'm saying is, like, I'm doing Iron Hands because I'm do- I have fuckloads of Empress children. So I would like to have the antagonist. And if I want to have someone to get into the game, I would love them to have a game between, you know, Empress children and Iron Hands. To answer that very quickly, I literally do not have a heresy army right now. But do, what's your second favorite? After Iron Hands. Well, they're like last. Um, Iron Warriors. I mean, Iron Warriors. I don't know. That's the problem. Honestly, probably. uh, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Painting wise, Ultramarines or Salamanders? Well, do it. Well, how about because you don't have an Loyalist Legion? Yeah, I know where this is going. You're probably right. Yeah. What what about doing Green Metallics? Oh. Magnus has done that so well, though. Mm. Who? Magnus. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. He didn't do anything wrong with it. How about focusing on, because Salamanders were on East 1-5, right? Iron Warriors. Yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah. We're also on East 1-5. How about focusing on, you know, the massive uh, ship-to-ship fightings going on up in space, not just down on the talent? That's an uh, awesome thing, like a Sumatalis boarding mission. Ooh, yes. Yeah, because if there's something, something Salamanders dig are shields, right? Because you can have yeah. Terminators in shields, you can have Salis in shields, like uh, Breachers and stuff. Yeah, this, ladies and gentlemen, is why we have a podcast, is to get hobbying advice from each other. And they're spot on. Because misery loves company. Amen. <laughs> right. Okay, there we are. Right, moving on, because we get stuck on this otherwise, and we've got stuff to do tonight. Hit me up. i got some decals for it, Jody. I will hit you up, my friend, for sure. We will, we will definitely look at that. First one is cheap. <laughs> for, for cheap, yeah. For your other kidney, the only working one you've got for, uh, for a decal sheet. doesn't have to be your kidney, just a <laughs> kidney. You live in Malmö. I'll say no more. Yeah. Yeah. There are plenty of kidneys there, you know. No one's going to miss them. Please don't say any more. I remind myself every day. Uh, <laughs> so, moving on from that, because now you know what we're all working on and what I'm going to be working on. He was joking, officer, mostly. <laughs> It was group pressure, Your Honor. Um, raffles. So right now, it's important. We, we need to get out here. That it's super important we've got raffles happening. Um, as every long-term listener knows, every year, I think apart from last year, just because the pand- pandemic was God-tier dog's bollocks, we have been running a, a raffle draw to help fight uh, Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which is... Uh, an issue that hits close to, very close to home for Freddie. And we do this every year. We're going to do the live draw in October. And we're going to do some other fun stuff. But rather than listen to me ramble, because I just did, Freddie, why don't you tell everybody about the Duchesne raffle? Well, first of all, it's back on. It is. Which is fucking amazing. Uh, it's, it's been a while due to fucking Corona and shit. And the war happened. And I've been fucking busy. So I haven't really had time to talk about like uh, or think about the Duchesne raffle. But... It's back on because I've been I've been talking to the other uh, podcasts. We're gonna try and uh, do that uh, telethon that we always do sometime in August. 
mm-hmm. and uh, we're getting all the raffle prizes organized together again, yeah. which is freaking awesome. So we we like first of all, we were gonna do a twenty-eight mil Aeronautica. Yes, uh, that's awesome. So we're back on track with that, but we kind of reassessed because we're halfway assembling like a twenty-eight mil Aeronautica when we realized that fucking hell, there there won't be any rules for all the planes that you get in the first starter box. So we did like a, a quick reassessment of the situation and decided we're going to do the the space brain part of the starter box. Yep. So we're going to focus all on uh, Astartes. So it's going to look sexy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides that, we <laughs> if, if people remember, who has been long-time listeners and friends of the podcast, remember that the, our first ever raffle was me flying over to Chicago and delivering a Warlord Titan. Well, we're going to raffle that off as well. Another Warlord Titan, why not? <laughs> it seems a thing that we do. 28 million Warlords are us. It's it's par for the course by this time. It's basically a tradition. It's what we call the, ca- the casual Warlord. It's what we do. Exactly. And then uh, for another part, uh, we're going to do, besides the Warlord, everyone knows that has listened to the podcast for ages, know that we have our own Titan Legion, uh, Latino Latinicos, yep. uh, Legio Latinicos. So I'm going to paint up a starter box for Adeptus Titanicus in the, that proper painting scheme, and we're going to raffle that out as well. God, what else have I missed? Uh, uh, a box, you know, Horus Heresy starter box. Mm-hmm. We're going to paint that up in whatever Legion people want, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for that part, what we're going to do is we're going to, yeah, we're going to like a, uh, do a poll on the page. We're going to do a classical vote where people can put up like proper grudges. Imperial Fist versus Iron Warriors, not Iron Hands, Freddy. Thousand Sons versus uh, the Space Wolves. Uh, the other people as well, uh, the other ones. No, like the Night Lords versus the, Everyone. the Quarks Boys. <laughs> I guess, actually, yeah. They have a lot of enemies. They're good at that part. No, they just don't have any from the Ultramarines versus Ward Bears. We're going to put it up there and we're going to put it to the vote among the listeners. It's going to be fairly soonish because we do need a proper time to make sure it works. Yep. There's going to be plenty of VIPs. There's going to be plenty of stuff. And just remember that if if you look at it, it's not about buying more hobby stuff. Also tell the wife. It's about generally reaching out and helping kids. And that's why we're doing this. And how, how do they do that, Freddie? How do we actually get people get into this raffle? Uh, and basically, we have a we will have a link like we always do on our mm-hmm. Facebook page. We we'll probably put it on Instagram and wherever we can put it. Yes, we will. Uh, and you go, yeah, and you go in there and you donate uh, thirty five bucks, and that gives you a raffle uh, ticket. Uh, if you want to donate less and just donate because you're a nice person, just do that as well. That's you know, that's just good karma, I guess. <laughs> that's really matter. But if you want to have a raffle ticket, just make, make sure you donate that because then I get uh, your name, all your contact details, which I get sent to uh, email. Like we, we have nothing to do with this it's money or donations or whatever, but I, I get a notification if you donate. That's, that's all we do in this podcast. Like we get a notification that some person X has donated X amount of money and I just generate raffle tickets for that, that person, basically. Mm-hmm. I think I've explained it like every year now, so it's it's kind of like super simple. And then we do a randomized uh, lottery draw. Like you used to do a normal lottery. Can I put a quick thing in, Freddie? Yep. Uh, if for some reason you want your gift to be anonymous, you can put that in as well. Yep. 
uh, if you want to do like anonymous uh, contribution, maybe you did a lot of shady shit during Corona, like you sold <laughs> medical expenses or like you did, you're that one doctor who sold 2000 fake Corona results to make sure people could leave Sweden. You need some good karma. You can do anonymous. Yeah. Or you're just not proud enough to say that you took pictures of your feet and sold them online. Yeah. We don't judge. Or like if you have this well-established persona of being a well-known internet heel and asshole and you don't want your good deeds to actually be known to others, <coughs> don't know who that would apply to, uh, then do anonymous contributions. Again, like uh, I'll joke on the square about a lot of stuff, but this is generally a charity that helps people. Because if I understood right, Freddie, most of the research for this horrible disease is done privately, right? Uh, that's correct. It's, it's very little government-funded. Because mm-hmm. it's a super, like a Duchenne's muscular dystrophy is like a super rare disease that only happens to little boys. Uh, females can be carriers, but only the boys are affected. And basically, if you haven't read up about it, the, the disease uh, is a very terrible progression because it uh, breaks down your muscle tissue, which means that eventually, and you know, the heart is a muscle. So, yeah. Yeah. In the end, you have no muscles. Yeah. So I think what's what's important to what I'd like to say just to sort of wrap this round this out a little bit is if you're in a, a country because obviously we put this all over the world where you're able to claim charitable donations back as taxes think of that about that uh, on your taxes think about that as well because the more you donate the more you can claim back that's very important for you to remember mm-hmm. um, the other thing is we have a goal each year of ten thousand US dollars and if memory serves that. I think pays for one, if not maybe more, research associates each year. So yeah. by achieving that amount of money, we are making sure that another smart, focused, driven human being is working on trying to eradicate this disease, which is not getting enough focus and love. Mm. So, And that's not for us. That's not for anything to do with ego or anything like that. I'm just pointing out that this is the absolute immediate benefit it's not you know advertising it's not anything like that it's paying for people to work on it yeah and that's super important and we don't see like a red cent there's basically no administration overhead this is just for that and if you're the kind of like smarmy douche who wants to like well no if you're one of those people who think that governments could generally do a better job then take this effort donate the money and say i did more than my country to actually fund the lethal disease and make sure it gets rid of that we get rid of it from this world Nice. Be the change you want to see in this world. Definitely. Be the change. Do something. Yeah, don't just bitch about it. Do something about it. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you win a fucking amazing prize. Yeah. You could win a, a, a Warlord Titan. You could win so much. And what's your spouse and kids going to do? Like, oh, look, daddy has more toys. Now, you listen here. I gave a <laughs> shit ton of money to charity. This is basically a testament to your father being a great person. That's why I now own a night house. You could actually sell that Titan and donate next year. Yes. Even more money. Yes. We, we, we would appreciate it no matter what you do. I mean, that, that's, that's basically what I did. So, yeah. And then I, w- I will take this as a nice little way to segue from an, um, a, an immaculate chill, mm. our Patreon raffle, um, which is uh, something we're running. We started this year and we will be doing a draw on our end of year episode. And uh, we've been running a Patreon for a while now. We, we're not asking a lot because we're not promising a lot, but what we are asking for is just, if you like what we do, throw a couple of bucks, I think it's about three, four US dollars a month via Patreon, 
And every month that you're a Patreon with us and a payment goes through, you get one virtual ticket to our raffle. And then at the end of the year, all those tickets go into a draw. We'll do the recording. We've got plans for a big uh, one of the Age of Darkness box sets. We're going to do a box of uh, Mark III and Mark IV tacticals. Uh, we're hopefully going to get a couple of rhinos in there. Maybe we'll see what tanks get released in plastic between now and then. We'll see what we can get out. We actually have a budget for this thing now. We do, don't we? Which is awesome. And we're looking at the possibility of uh, maybe a couple of veteran squads. Again, just like the Deshane raffle, we'll be putting up uh, questions in our Facebook group about how you want to see them painted up, which legendary legions you want to see facing off against each other. Maybe you want black shields. Who knows? But we'll, we'll put that out there as well. So that's just our simple little thank you to everyone who supports us. Uh, and helps keep the lights on and keep the keep the servers paid for. Yeah, I say servers. It's not ours. It's you know it's a hosting service, but it makes us sound way more important if we actually say you know tech words like servers and stuff and things. That that's the extent of my technical knowledge. That, it's your way of saying thank you for the service. We thank you for your service. Uh, can I just say one more thing, Jody? Of course you can, bud. Uh, so like for the chain as well as like well no actually for the chain raffles only. Uh, as some of you know, we had this uh, pre-order ch- challenge and like opportunity we have with Game Maniacs, and they have actually generously chosen to uh, make a donation. I'm going to put some pictures up on our Instagram as well as the page, but they have provided us with some prizes already, and we're discussing oh. getting more prizes. And I just want to say, like, the majority of stuff we raffle off makes people donate more money to charity and that would literally not be possible without the generous donations that we get so i just want to say like heartfelt for me this is unplanned i'm going off the rails as usual sorry mila i'll allow it but thank you game maniacs for helping making this raffle a bit more attractive for people who want to get stuff amen to that Uh, we get more prices and we can get more tickets and we can actually help people that's awesome we're all about jokes and shit in this podcast but every now and again like we do this because we want to help. It's not like we get a cut. We're not doing it because, you know, whatever, good karma. We're doing it because we just genuinely want to help one more kid. Like Jody said, it's like flinging a light in the future. One more kid gets to have, like, a better chance at living to the full age, which yep. is basically all we can give to our kids anyway, right? And if we're, if we're completely honest about it, it's just extending the chance of having another heresy player down the line um, <laughs> and, and starting another crack addict, plastic crack addict on their journey. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we, 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 we might as well be honest with what, we, what we're here to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the seriousness uh, I got. Uh, fuck Korax, uh, fuck Ferris Manus, uh, Long Live Lorger, and uh, Conrad Curse. There we are. Back on track. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's on brand, right? It's on brand. It, it's on brand, dude. Thank you for listening to the information about the raffles. There will be Facebook posts. There will be more shout-outs in future episodes. This doesn't go away. This is very important to all of us, both of them. Oh, yeah. And one last thing. Sorry. <laughs> My dude. Seriously, man. If you want, if you have stuff at home that you know oh, you're yes. not going to use, maybe there's stuff like, oh, I was going to do this before, like Heresy 2.0. Oh, I was really stressing me seeing the sick and like baggies. Oh, shit. Oh, no, not more phallax falling out of the wardrobe. What do I do before I get murdered by my spouse? Worry not more. Fret not, dear listener. Send it in to us and we'll raffle it off. Uh, we'll like pin it up, we'll put it up, we'll make sure that people get some use out of it, and you're cleaning house and actually helping people out in the world. Uh, let that sink in. Nice shout. I'll let, I'll, I'll let that one pass, because that's way more valuable than what I was just about to say, so that's all good. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Bert Rob's a potato.
Baked potato, thank you very much. I expect these are the highest quality. It's a French fry. He's not that skinny, mate. Come on, let's be honest. He's a baked potato at best. Uh, and I say that from a place of love. Um, so what we're what I think we'll do is we'll say again, also thank you to Game Maniacs for being awesome and supporting us and the Heresy community as well here in Sweden, because we love you guys. You're doing awesome work. Um, tonight, I was going to get to this earlier, but I got to it now. So that's what we're going to do. We are, majority of us, I think at least two out of the four of us, maybe three out of the four of us, I can't remember, Chris, um, actually have a certain large box of miniatures and other stuff in their possession right now. Not that there might be a degree of bitterness in my voice. Don't let that sway you. Um, but we are going to be talking about the new box. So we're going to be going through it in detail, having a look at all the bits and pieces, talking fluff, talking models. And that's our main segment tonight. So I'm really looking forward to that. But before we jump into that and our new segment, which will hopefully not drag on much longer than this, um, we're just going to jump out to a quick interview I did with a long-term friend of mine, a gentleman by the name of Andy, uh, who runs 3D Squirrel Designs. And we're talking about his uh, Kickstarter and his little working relationship that we're going to have um, going forward with some of the stuff that he produces. So oh, we're going to jump out to that now. And welcome, everybody. We're having a very quick sit down with uh, one of our community sponsors. And we say community sponsors because what we're looking to do is not only work with people who want to work with our events and raffles and everything that we do here, but people who are looking to make the heresy community better. So I'd like to introduce you to a friend of mine. Um, I've known him for almost a decade now. Uh, the lovely Andy from Squirrel or 3D Squirrel Designs. I'll get it right this time. It's not the first take, I will tell you that. Um, how you doing, buddy? You good? I'm not so bad yourself. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Thank you very much. Yeah. Glad you could jump on um, and actually record with us and just have this quick sit down because um, you and I have talked a number of times before this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously, sum it up because the information will be on our website by the time this drops uh, on our Facebook page. You're the the driving force behind um, 3D Squirrel Designs, 3D Designs, STL files for Wargaming. Yeah, basically. Um, I mean, that's the easy way for me to put it, but why don't you tell us about yourself and, you know, what you're actually setting out to do here, bud? Well, I mean, I've, I've been a gamer uh, since I was 13. I remember picking up the um, original Adeptus Titanicus box set when it was new um a few years ago <laughs> and ever since then it, it basically got me into to gaming started with 80 and epic and uh, went on to 40k fantasy necromunda all, all that kind of thing mm -hmm. and there's always been things particularly scenery wise and building bigger models that have annoyed me okay um these it's it's like the necromunda stuff it was yep. cardboard with plastic ends. Oh, yeah, classic. <laughs> yeah, you put them together, took them apart, put them together, took them apart, <laughs> went to put them together again, and the ends are just frayed and, and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Now, recently, a couple of years ago recently, um, an old injury flared up, which meant I can no longer do the work that I'm, I'm used to. So I basically went, right, okay, sod it, learn something new. Um, so I started getting into making uh, models. Um, 
And I thought, right, okay, what is the not too much of? And I thought, well, there's not that much modular, flat packable um, terrain pieces. So I thought, well, let's start with something simple. I'll go for a walkway. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm currently on the fifth iteration of that, about to do the sixth, mm-hmm. um, which is part of my Kickstarter, which I'll get to. Yep. Um, and I also really like um, uh, 28 mil Adeptus Titanicus. Uh, so I thought, you know, so let's let's do a maintenance bay for that as well. Hang on, the 28 millimeter. Yeah, you're a madman. I love it. Keep going. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I thought, right, okay, let's make something that you can print the absolute minimal of pieces or have the minimal of files, but actually make something that is very usable, very adaptable. It's easy to put together, easy to take apart, um, and it stores in the, the least possible space. Um, over the past year since I, I started this, uh, I've I've constantly come to the community and said, "This is what I'm making. What do you think?" And people have come back to me saying, "Have you have you thought about doing this? Have you thought about doing that?" And some of them is like, "No, nah, it's, it's that's not what I want to do." Uh, but others uh, have been absolute genius ideas. And it's like, right, well, you know, this is what people want. Therefore, this is what I'll try and make. And that's to me, these models aren't for me. They they're not as weird as it sounds, they're not my designs. They're mm-hmm. designs for the gaming community. And hopefully as time goes on, they will become more and more led by the gaming community. And that's that is exactly what I want. Yeah. And we've talked about that, haven't we? We've talked about yeah. how, how you want to look into that. And one thing that makes me very excited about this partnership this you know working together is that um and i say this to our listeners is that in the future andy's going to be involved and active in our facebook group and also on our discord channel yep so if you're you know i know that we've got lots of listeners who are very much into uh printing their own parts custom pieces terrain stuff that just isn't available um so i know that you're out there then this will be a place for a forum to put this all together, to come up with ideas, to talk, and we'll have a dedicated part on our Discord server for that. So if you're not a part of the Discord server, jump on over and join our Facebook group because the link to the Discord server is there, and we welcome everybody. But that's me hijacking that for a moment, so let's jump back. And you're, you're talking, I mean, you mentioned it uh, a moment ago um, about designs and plans. You're not working with printing itself but you're actually focusing on generating stl files am i right yeah yeah it's basically i'm generating designs for people to print at home mm-hmm. um it's as much as i would love to have a massive printer farm uh, mm-hmm. and produce things um unfortunately that's not uh, possible at the moment mm-hmm. but one thing i will say is if i do generate enough uh, enough support uh, and people are, who don't have three, access to 3D printers, if enough people say, we want these designs, mm-hmm. I'll look at running a crowdfunder to actually um, get the tooling made to actually mm-hmm. start producing like injection molds nice. of the, the models. But yeah. last time I looked or heard, 
I think it was between four to six thousand pounds for the actual tooling, and that's the really expensive part of it. Um, so what I'll probably do is run a, a separate Kickstarter for that, generate the the funding, mm-hmm. and then anybody who backed the Kickstarter would get, um, you know, whatever models they wanted at cost price. Nice. So that's, I mean, that's as you say, that's a future plan. That's yeah. somewhere you want you want to get to. But right now you're producing the STL files for people to yeah. to actually get. And you mentioned it there. The the model that you're going with is actually Kickstarter. Yes. So right now you actually, and it is already live. There's probably about a week left by the time the this episode goes live. Maybe a week to ten yeah. days, depending. Um, but you have your first actual Kickstarter live. Now, what's that Kickstarter itself actually putting out? What's that for? These these two parts of it. Okay. Um, three technically, but I'll, I'll get to that. Uh, the <laughs> first part is the walkway. Right. Uh, which is similar to kind of a Necromunda style walkway based on a 50 by 50 tile set. Mm-hmm. So you've got multiple levels, uh, stairways, uh, all the kind of things that you want uh, in there. As part of that, there's a scattered terrain with some pallets and drums and, and other bits and a standalone tower with a ladder going up the side of it. Now, what's on the Kickstarter as is, is... I'm going to call it the Mark One mm-hmm. uh, release walkway because I'm actually going to redo it. I'll still release the original walkway, but mm-hmm. with it will actually be an updated one. Nice. So, the, or, or like you say, two sets almost. Yeah, basically. Um, it's one of the things that I'm changing is inside the the tiles. You, you basically, if you can imagine a, a, a fifty by fifty uh, and 10, 10 mil deep. It's recessed in the center, and there's like pipes and wires and stuff like that in there. Yep. So what, what I'm actually going to do is take those out, uh, have it completely hollow through the, the center, and then I'm going to produce mm-hmm. pipes and wiring separately so you can have exactly what you want, where you want it, how you want it. Uh, it'll have like junction boxes to hide any joints between the sections of wire and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then these walkway plates that go over the top of that uh, hollow, so it actually looks like uh, industrial decking almost, uh, industrial walkways. Now, the second part is, I'm going to call it the Titan Gantry. You can use it for, for vehicles, for you know anything from a Rhino to a super heavy tank to uh, an Imperial Titan. It's whatever you want. It's because it's so expandable. Mm-hmm. Now, that, I'm just finishing off uh, some of the... I can end up with the call the, the like the grabbers that you know they, they come down, pick something up, and and hoist it up. Claws, claws. Thank you. That's all right. I've been trying to remember that word for like three days. It's all right. <laughs> um. So right now I've got the basic setup. So you've got all the uprights. You've got all the different um, plates. Mm-hmm. Now they're based on hundred by hundred millimeter tile sets, purely because I thought. If I do it 50, it's going to look a bit wimpy. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. Uh, and I've done a crane that can it can fit in any tile uh, on that top layer. Nice. Uh, at all. So uh, you could literally have a crane in every single, you know, uh, 100 by 100 uh, tile space mm-hmm. uh, if you really wanted to. 
so yeah it's basically the walkway and the the titan gantry or mm. maintenance bay whatever you want to call it uh are the ones that are currently live i'm going to be adding to that as well with there's going to be like big power units fuse board kind of things i'm going to do modular wiring for that as well um there's a lift you got to... sorry go on. no go on. like i say you, you basically you got a full vision of where you want to take this in the long yeah. run this particular piece i know you have because we've been talking about it but yeah just explain that a little bit to to everyone who's listening where where, where do you want to take this in the long term in the long term i i um, plan on setting up a patreon which i think will be going live at the end of this month mm-hmm. in that it will have a piece of modular uh, terrain yep and i'll probably do things like um cars or helicopters or little planes things like that They'll, essentially decorations for your your uh, scenery sets but ultimately i want to be making massive pieces of terrain so if you can imagine like the uh, the Titan Bay and the walkway will all fit together with. Um, I mean, I've got plans for making a chemical plant, which will be, I think, I've worked out it'd be about one meter by 120. But everything that I'm doing will fit with everything else. So it, it doesn't matter if you've got like two pieces of the chemical plant. Uh, some of the walkway and some of the other stuff that I'm producing, they'll all go together. They'll all be compatible um, and everything else. And this is what I want to generate. I want to generate a some set pieces that can be chopped and changed mm-hmm. and done exactly as you want it to be. So every single time you get your, your models out to play, your terrain is different. Nice. And we'll pack away in as small a space as physically possible. Which I think is massively key these days because, yeah. you know, not just speaking from personal experience, but as a player, but also, you know, helping out and being an event organizer, that alone, being able to bring down space makes it easier for stuff to travel yeah. and make things more enjoyable. And especially if you're playing at home, um, you know, the ability to have a full set of table terrain that, disappears down into small boxes will yeah. not only make yourself happy but i'm sure will make any other significant other happy as well yeah uh, so now just just to sort of round things out when we're talking about kickstarter itself because i'm yeah. looking at the kickstarter page and there will be a link to the kickstarter not only in the show notes and the actual facebook page link um to this episode but also um we'll have had at least one maybe two articles up by this point by the time this one goes live, you've got um, a pretty, what I would like to call relatively a standard setup as far yeah. as um, it's concerned, because you've got, as far as pledges are concerned, obviously, if you're listening, and you think this is just a great idea, but don't particularly want to get the STL files, you can make a simple donation. You've got uh, a basic level of donation of, uh, and this is in Danish krona, so we won't hold that against you. Obviously, <laughs> you know, being ma- mainly a Swedish based podcast, we won't hold that against yeah. you, but it's. 90 Danish kroner, which we, you can calculate out, and I'm sure it will show you. Um, and that is get, that gives you an option to get the, the robot bay, the war robot bay, as you call yeah. it. Yeah. Then you've got the you've got one for 90 Danish kroner again, which is for the printable walkway set, and these yeah. are files only. And then you've got a set for both of them, which is 135 Danish kroner, and that gets you the walkway and the war, uh, war machine bundle. A bay bundle as well so you've got three options there and what i love 
uh, because I've used Kickstarter a couple of times, but I love the fact that you have got an absolutely metric ton of pictures on here of what everything looks like. And you've also yeah. got um, some real, real quality pictures on there, which um, makes it easy just to mentally, visually take this in. And I must yeah. say, the thought of having one of these to wrap around the Titan, just, just, yeah, <laughs> it looks awesome, man. The front picture of the, the Titan Bay, um, unfortunately, I need to upgrade my graphics card uh, <laughs> because I, I've managed to get them, them two kind of stacked layers. And then yeah. my computer's going, I don't want to do any more. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so I managed to get the, the top of it and get the Titan in. And it's like, right, okay, just take the picture. <laughs> It's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it gives you everything you need to look at. Yeah. And I would say, I would say honestly, if you have a Titan, and I've built, I've built a fair few. If you have a Titan and you're looking for some way of displaying it, something like this could be your answer. Mm. Just saying. But um, yep. Yeah, so we, like I said, I'm really happy because uh, I want to bring this, bring this in now. I'm really happy that we can work together, that we can shout you out and get this pushed out to the community. Um, and that you are someone who I know and trust. And I think it's, it's amazing that you're able to bring something like this to the heresy community. And I'm very yeah. much looking forward to seeing this um, as it, as it builds and grows. And we're going to have uh, some of the terrain uh, actually visually available for you to look at and hopefully play with as well when it uh, play, play on when it comes to Scandus this year, which I think is going to be absolutely awesome. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So, Andy, one last thing. What's the name of the bit? What's the name of the Facebook page again? My Facebook page yep. uh, is Squirrel 3D Designs. See, I did get it the wrong way around in the intro. So Squirrel 3D Designs, that's fine. Just remember Squirrel 3 Double D. <laughs> I, it's, yeah, it was sorry. The, the, the crow child, the, the the man child in me loves that. I mean, you could you could have made it better if you called it 69 Double D. That's all I'm saying. It's it's tempting, isn't it? <laughs> I was I was talking to a friend trying to decide what the the name was. Yeah, and I'm so, so I, you know I want to stick squirrel in, and he's like oh, squirrel 3D, and I kind of looked online. It's like ah, there is a squirrel 3D, but it looks like they're a dead profile. Um, and I talked to a mate says, well, squirrel 3D designs. I'm like what? Like, squirrel 3 double D. I'm like yes, <laughs> has to happen. Has to happen. Absolutely yeah. outrageous. I love it. Um, my Instagram, which I post more to, <laughs> to be fair, is exactly the same, but it's squirrel underscore 3D underscore designs. Um, so, yeah. And we'll try and put it, we'll put a link to that as well in the post. That'd be fantastic. No problem. At all. I'm, I'm re really looking forward to, to working with you and uh, hopefully getting feedback from the community, making something that is not out of my head, my head, because I've only got one of them, but out of the community's head, yeah. you know, something that I can basically generate, which is going to blow people away. Mm -hmm. um, don't get me wrong, I'd, I'd like to make some money out of it. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's I want this to be as community-driven as possible, as transparent as possible, Perfect. so everybody knows and trusts mm -hmm. what I'm doing and where the money's going. Yep. And I do plan on if I start making enough to to say, okay, I've got a bit spare. Any of that spare will actually go into charity as well. Nice. Which nice. again, I'll reach, you know, sometimes it will be of my choice, but a lot of the time I'll be asking the community, look, what do you think is a, a good cause? 
Brilliant. Kickstarter, actually, anything over, um, it's 10,000 Danish. Mm-hmm. Which works out to roughly 700-ish US, and you're about one-sixth yeah. of the way currently. Uh, but you, when you're At time of recording, you're only a few days in, so it's not... Yeah. Yeah, so that's not to take anything by. But 25% of anything over that, that amount will be going mm-hmm. to the Red Cross uh, awesome. for, for various... Um, but every time I do a Kickstarter, mm-hmm. there'll be a percentage over whatever a, a figure that yeah. will be going to charity. Absolutely brilliant, mate. Love it. Well, thanks very much for coming on. Thanks for this little interlude. No problem. Everybody, don't forget, like I said, the links are going to be on the post, in the show notes, already on our Facebook page. So thank you for this. So we're going to hop back now to the guys uh, as we continue on with this episode. So yeah, we'll be right back. And we're back. Brilliant. I'm glad we got to have that little chat with Andy. That was awesome. Um, Like I said, there's links to the Kickstarter in the show notes here and the post itself and on our Facebook page on the uh, post that I put out a week before this episode dropped. Wibbly wobbly timey-wimey stuff. Now, we're going to go over to our virtual news desk. Bum, bum, bum. New stuff, dudes. There is a... Well, is there a lot of new stuff? There's new stuff, right? There is, but like I was just thinking, we need like an intro song or something for the news desk. I think we do, don't we? Are you going to sing, Chris? Oh, God, no, don't. I mean, no. my singing is surprisingly good, actually. It's one of those things I was like to trick people with. But no, I mean, like, just like a short melody, like you used to have for Swedish news, like, dun, 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 something like that. You just did. <laughs> Mila, don't you dare use that. Mila, no, no. Oh, damn it. Let's just leave it to the people who know what they're doing, which is our editors, because they are <laughs> way, more, way more professional at this than we are. Um, but yes, the new stuff. Let's talk about that. You've sort of already alluded to it. The last shall be the first. So it turns out Dark Angels actually get like the sassiest bald head. And they also get like shoulder pads and helmets. <laughs> like that head is basically like my dad's face all over again. It looks so disapproving, but it's good. It's good for like a knightly order who got shunted back on garrison duty by the lion. Somebody called it Aragon. <laughs> yeah, somebody said Aragon, but I think more Isildur. Hmm. Yeah, that works. What do you guys think about the helmets? I surprisingly like them. Yeah, I like them. think they're good. I don't really like those wing things on the sergeant, I guess. Um, I don't like them on the night lords either when they have their little bat thing on their head. But uh, <laughs> otherwise... You've always been like negative to any kind of uh, head embryo with wingish baddies. Uh... The stuff. It's not about the bling life, okay? This looks silly. But uh, besides that, the helmets are cool. I, I mean, it's kind of... I'm going to go like deep lore dive with Freddy here. I think it's like a third edition Dark Angel reference to when they had those really weird metallic crest sculpts. Do you remember like dude holding a sword, having a weird cloak, and they have like a double crest on the head, being his tallest model? You mean one of the greatest old school models ever? I, ever. Yeah, that one. The guy who has his hands on his hips. Like why are that guy? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed in you. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody expected you to make the home run, but nobody expected you to fuck up three of them. It's quite funny because I'm looking at like the Blood Angels captain, literally looking at those models now while we talk about it. And there's the old Blood Angels captain, which had like the sanguine all look, the gold armor, and everything. He's got his bolter on one hip, his hand on the other. He has the same, I'm just, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed in you look. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
their faces were worse back then. Yeah, they were. Uh, Freddie, what do you like? What do you think about the DA stuff? I love how they get something first, but finally, <laughs> one of my favorite ever Dark Angel stuff is just like you said, like the the guy that was standing with the massive sword and the mega fucking helmet with the the big fucking plume thingy. Do you remember that one? The man spreader, man spreader supreme. No, no. Once you got the, do you remember you got the lead backpack with the yeah. yeah. With like a fucking cloak thingy, yeah. Yes. And then he was standing holding like one sword. And... Wasn't that on? Uh, didn't Gage Workshop had those miniature as uh, made to order not too long ago? Yeah, they did. Yep, they did. Yeah. Did anyone order them? No, I wish I had. <laughs> no, they did not. Because I have the lead originals. So. I was going to say Freddie doesn't need to worry. He's probably got five of them. <laughs> yeah, that one. Nah. Yeah, that only one. two. Only two. Oh, sorry, mate. That's okay yeah. because it's a second edition model. Mm-hmm. They are more okay then, because yeah. of the general uh, graphic design. Of that I, I think we have to. The, the, there we go. There's your like dark angel shoulder pads. There we have. There's the episode photo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it's even like it's even green metallic. Look. Yeah. That's actually true. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, though, I will say this: um, purely from an aesthetic and painting point of view. I'm not a huge fan of the, the Dark Angel symbol on the forehead of three of them. That's easy to get rid of. I'm just not a fan of it because I just, uh, as a painter, that would drive me insane trying to make that look good. Yeah. Uh, don't you like it because it's hard to paint? Or don't you like it because it looks stupid? A little from column A, a little from column B, but mostly because I think I would get like one, two, three of those little highlights really nicely done and then completely fuck up the last one and have to repaint <laughs> it. <laughs> and I do that on every one of them. And I just, by that point, it'd just be like, right, fuck you guys, you're traitors. <laughs> no symbols for you anywhere. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, I can give you that. Why would you <laughs> put uh, that on a forehead on a guy in the first place? I mean, I appreciate it if it's, make it story wise, man. Make it like that's the, those are the guys who went with um, the lion so they can tell traitors and loyalists, oh, I mean, Dark Angels and Dark Angels apart. No, those are the guys who are with Lufer because they're overcompensating, right? To, like, appease their bad conscience. Either way, I think I can hear Dom Belmas just screaming from the other kind of, from across the water right now at us. <laughs> are, we, are we the bad guys, Hans? No, look, we have the lion symbol on our forehead. <laughs> are we the baddies? Never has that quote ever been more appropriate. Anyway, um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, general thoughts from everybody. <laughs> Do we like the Dark Angels? Well, we did just compare them to literal Nazis, so... <laughs> I mean, yeah. If Magnus doesn't like it, he should be here defending them. No, we compared Luther. That is true. Mm. What about the new paints? Let's talk, let's talk some hobby. What do you think about the new paints? I like one of them. I like one of them. One of them's called Mortarion's Grime, and it looks perfect to, like, uh, recess accent widget. Oh yeah, I see it. Because it looks like the apof- Apothecarian White they did for contrast, which is surprisingly good. Okay. I use the Apothecarian White for like, if I do, for my metallic Empress Children, like airbrush some Cenefall White, then you put that shade in. Mm-hmm. It's a white shade, which is really good. They stopped doing it. Army Painter did a white shade, but the Mortarian Grime one looks good. And then I think they did like... They did one called like a second edition reference. I, no, they did Mantis Warriors. They did a Mantis Warrior shade. Did they? Yeah. Did they? Why have I not seen that? 
Yes, Mantis Warriors Green. Oh my, wow, that's uh, that's amazing. That's definitely proof we're getting a Bad Up Wars remake. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've you've spoken it into existence now, Chris. We can't not talk about it. One of the shades is Mantis Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the new contrast paints. It's Mantis Warrior Green. Which you can use as a shade. I mean, Henry's a million times better painter than I could ever dream of being. There's no de- point. There's no like point in debating. It's don't interrupt me, guys. Don't be like that. Don't be like, no, no, you're great too, Chris. Said no one. Uh, but like, he uses these as shades and like center the accentuations, and he has a really good point with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I use the contrast for leather and shit. I use them as shades as well. I never, hardly never use them as contrast as they supposed to, according to Games Workshop. I use them as shades and inks. Mm-hmm. And I work in. Yeah, I showed you guys a model of a um, Nurgle Bloodbug player. Yeah, a couple of days ago. Yeah, he was so good, man. Uh, besides oils and stuff, the the icky parts, you know, are different contrast paints. Oh, nice! I didn't know that. The icky parts—that's the technical term. He said, "There you go, Christopher." Yes. <laughs> Because the, the thing is, I asked on how to do palette, like the skin. Well, that's really cool, palette. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah, so you can use it. Um, don't overuse it. Uh, again. And use it in recesses. And you can work it like uh, like wounds and uh, pale flesh. I used uh, dark blue, usually on my uh, Night Lord's uh, characters, skin paint. Oh, I like that. I'll tell you what, though. I, I will say this. Um, because I've started to get, or I'm planning to do some like plasma effects and stuff like that. I was put onto a couple of the other technical paints from, um, by Henry. I love the vibrance of some of these, like mm. the striking scorpions, gorgeous frost heart. I'm literally looking at them as I'm saying this, you know, crocs, scale scales, there's some just absolutely beautifully bright, um, you know, saturated colors here that look yeah. absolutely stunning. I don't know, maybe I missed something, but when I'm looking at this, mm-hmm. they look like there are more pigments in them. They're, yeah. like I say, more my vibrant. They're more paint than washes. Yeah, I think that's... Am I correct in this, or is it just me? No, that, that's how I see it. That's how I see it, and I think it looks... I, I really like the look of it. Um, so, I, and I, I won't lie, I know maybe we are, as painters, this little, our little group here aren't don't use them in that way but they would be they look like they've got some really nice colors to actually help mass paint models so if you find painting legionaries daunting especially as we're about to talk about the big box yeah you've got something there to help you which i think is pretty awesome can i tell you something jody mm-hmm. it's like a secret you've, you've seen my tyranids yes they're done the bases on those are like the contrast spray, and then I just do the contrast paints, and then I'm going to do like highlights and shades and shit. But they work great on shitting and armor and like organic effects. Also, I did like a regiment of Skaven with the contrast paints. You have to go in and clean some shit up, but it works really well, particularly for fantasy and like bug stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think the uh, con- way I discovered with contrast, I haven't painted spacemans with it, but mm-hmm. like you said, Chris, like a Skaven with. Organic materials, no flat surfaces. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. More, um, what do you call it? Non flat. Yeah. And yet, somebody in the Horus Harris chat group told me that these, like the Pterodon turquoise mm-hmm. and the Stegodon blue, are perfect to do like Alpha Legion on. You just put them on uh, Lead Vulture. Nice. That's pretty awesome. 
you can use it as very good filters when airbrushing as well can be yeah. an advice hobby hacks man that's where it's all out all out that's where we want to hear about this sort of stuff anything that yeah. makes anything that makes painting easier let's be honest Oh yeah, a slight spoiler. I, I'm going to use one uh, Volopius Pink. I'm going to use it to make like some Trader Empress children. Yes. Because this 2022 thing I had where if I win more matches than I lose, I'll keep doing Loyalists, otherwise the Traders is not going my way. <laughs> You're just prepared, aren't you? Uh, it could be awesome doing Demons as well. Yep. And you yes. could actually perhaps we're talking uh, opponents. Why mm -hmm. don't you do uh, do blood angels and demons? That would be ooh. Ah, that's cool. I like the sound of that. That's fun. A lot of red though, because they were fighting corn. But um, hey, anyway. get some oranges and yellows in there on the corn demons. Yeah. That would look pretty cool, man. That's an idea. Maybe I should try it out. <laughs> yes. Do you guys have any blood letters in your boxes? Oh, ten metal ones. You don't want to give me those. True. <laughs> Everyone else gets the box. Pelle starts buying shares in demons. It's like the weirdest investment advice ever. Yeah, but he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, no. right. That's the thing. Um, okay, well, let's. The last thing I wanted to talk about, new stuff wise, is, um, and you put this up on our Facebook page a little while back, Chris, was um, not only is there sort of a timeline for PDFs and other stuff coming out, which is awesome, but there is, um, they, they're launching or showing the launch of. The Liber Mechanicum book. So we actually have a Mechanicum army book, basically, um, which should make a lot of people happy, I hope. Yeah, me included. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. And it's important because Mechanicum is a big player in heresy. And a lot yep. of, there are a lot of armies out there. Mm -hmm. And I think people were like, oh, we're just going to get a PDF. How can I play with it? I don't want to mm -hmm. join in this. And this sucks. And you know what yeah. people are. And yep. actually releasing the Mechanicum, the third big faction of uh, army. Mm -hmm. It's where it, it's not just, uh, it's important for the game, for the community. Yeah. yeah, and it's consistent too, because alongside the Red Book and like the Militia and Solar Auxilia book, we did have a Mechanicum book, like one of the first releases. Yeah, And it's all resin pretty much. No, it is all resin except for Converted Magi. So there's like thousands of pounds for every Mechanicum player that was just like, yeah. oh cool, so I guess this is worthless. And now they've told us when and how. When you go to an event, I probably did definitely more Mechanicum armies than Militia and or uh, Solar Rocks. So it makes sense to release that book pretty fast and early. Yeah, they are very popular army. I can only bring them like every third event or like Joachim Moritz from the north beats me to death. <laughs> he hates Mechanicum so much. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> and I use restraint too. I only have like three Castellacs. <laughs> no Volter accent. Yeah, you know, when I play Mechanicum, mm. <laughs> I go and pick up a beer. Mm -hmm. Then that guy tells me, remove that, roll this, roll that, remove that. Okay. Then I have like one third of my army left. <laughs> then I move around a little bit, try to shoot something. Then I go pick another beer and I come back and uh, I'm dead. And your, your army is gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I go and get another beer. One one of the few times I've seen Pella like legitimately pissed is when we were playing and I was like the third mechanical player and he's like, okay, what's the stat of that fucking beep boop robot? Oh like, oh what do you know? Basic mechanical stats and I slapped at him like no. 
I do not know because each and every one of these round-headed bobble motherfuckers has different stats. Oh, this one is with toughness seven. Oh, this one, out of wounds with a plasma cannon, shoots twice. And he slaps the tape around and says, what is its toughness? I'm like, seven. And he says, of course, fucking is. Like, rough day, fella. <laughs> In other words, this is bullshit. <laughs> oh, <it was> seven. <laughs> oh. Did you have a sheet card? Uh, well, I did print out all the stats. <laughs> you remember, I do always print out like the player's pack and like a copy of my list to give my opponent. And do you just try to be better than everyone else, though, Chris? Let's be honest. No, like people are like, oh, this is excessive. And then I'm like playing mechanical. Oh, please stop shooting me in the face. Like, what are the stats? I'm like, here are the stats. And they're like, oh, I can't be bothered to read. Just tell me what it does. <laughs> like, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, I know what they have those plastic measuring sticks in the box now to hit the mechanical <laughs> place. <laughs> oh, 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 nobody's going to disagree with you on that, Bella. No one's going to disagree at all with that, mate. <laughs> then you break them and us, and you can't protect yourself on the unbridled mercy from all the power playing like militia, solar ox, and uh, custodies players. I can live with that because, like, playing militia is like 3,000 dice rolling. <laughs> so it's. It's okay in, in this one sense. And if you're lucky, something will happen. But Mechanicum is like 50 models and everything kills you when you look at you. It's all fun and games until Linus brings like the flyers for custodies. <laughs> oh, and he has them and they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be fair, playing Militia in 30k is like playing Orcs in 40k. If you're not rolling a wheelbarrow's worth of dice for your first round of shooting, are you even playing properly? Just saying. I'm going to give you a weird insight into 40k. I know you don't give a shit about, but apparently orcs were really good in 40k for a while because they had flamers, and flamers auto-hit 1d3, so somebody interpreted the rules that you could auto-hit all flyers. So orcs apparently dominated 40k 8th edition for a while because they could just murder everything with impunity because you had an infinity of flamers just killing everything. That's plausible. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the dark web, Jody. <laughs> yeah. Are you fucking serious right now? Yeah. Or you can use a fucking template that's like five no. inches long and no, kill a that, flyer. That's, that's, uh, that's lock and peel out of the hobby. Not everyone can afford a template. Fucking gatekeeper. Get a fucking right. job, man. Okay, okay. before we get into this, because we can get into this, let's, let's move on. Um, Look out for our exclusive Patreon event where the other guys have to be exposed to 9th edition 40k by me telling them. Change the subject. Yeah. Do you know what? If people sign, if we get ten signups in the next month to Patreon, I will sit through that. <laughs> I swear to God, if we get ten signups to Patreon, I will sit through you explaining Ninth Edition Forty K for an hour. Oh shit! I will. I'm gonna get ten signups, and I'm gonna have that changed to like Sixth Edition Fantasy instead. <laughs> I tell you what, mate. You pick the game of the edition. I will do that. Um, I'll do the second edition one. <laughs> uh, oh yeah also jody uh so it really sucks that like my palton blades can't use jump packs and reaver can't do jump packs i uh-huh. sure wish there was a lease for that on day mm-hmm. Ooh, is there mm-hmm. there might be there might be indeed do you want to tell us about it yeah they're gonna do like i don't know what the fuck they call that is a legend sheet they usually do for like forge world when they stop making certain models like mad doc rotsnake and stuff so there's mm-hmm. gonna be a pdf free document released on the day which covers, I guess, Militia, Solar Ox, as well as all the models that are no longer in production or uh, have only been allowed with conversions. 
Some of them are like, I guess, a bit more restrictive because you can have Eidolon in the new version, but you can't have Eidolon with a jump pack. Um, and like, you can have Palatine Blades, but you can't have Palatine Blades with a jump pack. So for that, you'd have to refer to the PDF sheet. Mm, well, let's see how that all plays out. Reavers, yes. Reavers with jump packs, no. I know I cares about that, though. We should all know by the time this episode airs how that's going to work out. So fingers crossed. Yeah. It all works out well. And because I know that if I don't move on soon, I'm going to get sniped by our editors. I think it's about time that we, we stepped away from our news desk, back onto our... Back onto our normal desk, which is the same desk we just turn around. Um, exactly. So, tonight's main topic. The Age of Darkness box has arrived. Some of us have it in... Well, we will all have it... Well, you will all have it in hand by the time this episode airs. And because this is basically Heresy Christmas, um, i gotta say, I got to ask, what's it like opening the new box up, guys? Come on, I need to live vicariously through you all. Tell me. You remember, as a kid, mm -hmm. um, as a teenager, you opened that second edition box, mm -hmm. unwrapped the plastic... Mm -hmm. That uh, opening the box, uh, mm -hmm. the cartoon, the box, the paper actually better now than it was a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I realize now when I'm looking at it. And you open it and you get that new box smell. Oh. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. I smell ever. Oh, yes. dude. And oh. this is a thing that women don't understand. If they made a perfume, <laughs> That smell like new, brand new Games Workshop game. They could get whatever they want, yeah. you know. They could they be writing blank checks. Let's be fair. Yeah, I'd really want like the Forge World Black Book smell too. Oh, yeah, that's uh, a whole new range. You know, Black Book, new, uh, new box game. You have like a black perfume bottle. <laughs> you have like the, the like a the Sons of Horus green mm -hmm. perfume bottle. <laughs> yeah, Tommy alcoholic paint. Mm. Yeah, new resin smell. Oh, yeah. Carcinogenic smell. <laughs> and the first thing you see when you unopen the box, you mm -hmm. get the smell, you open the lid. I mentioned this product a few minutes ago. You get mm -hmm. two pl red plastic tape measures that I haven't realized what actually to do with them because no one ever use them. But uh, Chris gave me the idea. I can beat him when he played Mechanicum. So yep. use it to bleep, beat your local Mechanicum players. That's my advice with it. Also, when you really drink drunk, you can point to drinks cabinet and just go, ah, ah. That's a good <laughs> advice. And force your local Mechanicum player bring you more beer. Slapping your hand with it to make a point. For our younger listeners who have no idea about these measuring sticks, let me tell you the story about the 80s, where, <laughs> where they had brought out brand new boxes. <laughs> And I'll, I'll tell you, I'm pretty sure it's the same fucking mold and the same yes. product procession. Exactly. Because it's the same fucking stick. They actually have that mold left since like 1989 or something. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like I, I heard a rumor. It's, it's like this. Okay, okay. Shh, shh. Are you ready? Come closer. There's a dude in Games Workshop, like the plastic casting department, who has like so much dirt on the Games Workshop upper management. He's worked there since the 80s. And like he goes to all the staff parties and is like always in the copy room, drinking by his own. And he knows like who's having an affair with who. 
And they're like, well, Bob, we're going to shut down like a plastic measuring. The kids don't use it anymore. And it's like, that's really interesting. Just like what you did with Carol last Christmas, Thomas. <laughs> and like, they can't fire him. So he's been there since the 80s. And it was like, shit, we should retire Bob. Like, no, I ain't going to fucking do it. Do you want to do it? I don't going to do it. I just want to add to that statement. Uh, any resemblance to bearing any resemblance to any people living or dead who may or may not have worked at Game Workshop and found themselves in that situation is purely coincidental because Chris is making this shit up on the spot. Thank you very yeah. much. And I have a shout out to Eric because he claimed that uh, the inches are not correct on these measuring <laughs> sticks. <laughs> oh, God. But I actually measuring now with my real uh, tape measure. With your real thick. Fake tape measure that I use that I use for events. That uh, if the, my real tape measure are correct, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how where actually, but they are the same length anyway. So you can actually use it without cheating. Yeah, babe, that's totally what ten inches looks like. I was gonna say there's not enough time in the day for the innuendos. There really <laughs> isn't. I tell you what, I'll give you. I'll tell you guys something though. These when Necromunda first released. I remember one of the guys back in the Games Workshop store where, where I grew up near. One of the guys bought the box, opened it up. First thing we did was get those sticks out, have a lightsaber fight with them, and then me being a little aggressive, whipped him up the side of the face and left a massive red line up over um, up over his cheek and by the corner of his eye. Got myself banned for a week. <laughs> Do you know what? Worth it. Totally fucking worth it. The look on his face, he was so shocked. I felt like a god. Anyway. Um, Everybody gangster until they get slapped in the face for Necromunda. Everybody's gangster until they get red rulered in the face, motherfucker. That's how that is. Measure death charge instinct, motherfucker. Yeah. For, for all Neckbeard's proper plays, they know that the reds are in inches and the blues are in centimeters. Ah, so what you're saying is Eric is colorblind. <laughs> I mean, the Danish scholastic system has never been one of a high point in Scandinavia, so... The inches are two and a half. <laughs> it's like three fjärdings measurements. And a half fjärd. Three fjärdings. And a half fjärd. <laughs> Have we explained this to our non-Scandinavian <laughs> listeners? In Danish, you have a number called fjärd. I don't know what it is. And you got half fjärd. Half fjärd. And half is actually more than a fjash. Is is that not Norwegian? We asked it several times. They can't explain it. So they can't explain why half of it is more than a full one. Better Danish after all. Yeah, that's true. So you're telling me that the half of fjash is more than one? For here with the man, you have to say the half is more than a fjash. Right. We could talk about Swedish miles as well, because that's not fucking confusing to somebody from the UK. Yeah, it's only two Swedish miles to work. Ride your bike. Haven't ridden a bike in four years. Sure, 20 kilometers later. Fuck, that was painful. Haven't you lived here long enough to know that? You know the metric system? Shut up. (laughs) So, whenever I try to make Jody calculate kilometers, he has Tom's praise to Queen. So opening the box is basically nigh on a religious experience, is what we're saying. Underneath the tape measures, yeah, what's next? And uh, blast markers. So mm-hmm. you get new Ooh. blast markers with okay. a template. So you can actually mm-hmm. measure your flamers in 40K because mm-hmm. I assume it's the same. So your local uh, 40K players can actually buy this box and use uh, templates. You can use it in your 40K game, the template, and build a Heresy army. 
like grown up. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. underneath this, there's a lot of plastics. A lot of plastic. So much plastic. Yes. Plastic, fantastic. And but the first thing I thought when I looked at the uh, Space Marines, um, Power Armor dudes, not the Terminators, how mm-hmm. fucking detailed they are, how crisp they are. I know the picture's been up for a while. Everyone's seen the models. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're actually sitting and look at them, the amount of detail mm-hmm. uh, there on them, I don't mean they are redundant. It's a lot of things and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. they just very detail and crisp detail. For example, um, the grenades. They usually be move like, your hand from your penis and focus on what you're saying. What? <laughs> Just because we say that to you, Freddy, doesn't mean it's applicable in every sense. Yes. This is true. Keep talking, Pelle. Anyway, a lot of crispy fucking models. And you can tell there has been a lot of improvement in the... Plastic casting? Yes. There's a lot and... of things you can do now you couldn't do a couple of years ago, I guess. Um and the design, I'm guessing. Really, really stunning. I can understand, you know, crisp detail of a resin miniature. Mm-hmm. They are here in plastic now. I guess that's something we haven't really discussed, but back when they started doing the plastic models for Heresy, like, what was that, 5th edition? That's the first time we got, like, the plastic Space Marine that was in a decent multi-kit. We've come so far in plastic casting now. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Decent multi-kit, you say? Let me tell you again the story about the 80s. <laughs> when Space Marines used to be in plastic multi-kits before 2nd edition came and made them on monopose. And then we finally got blessed with fucking multi-pose led with plastic arms. Frank, Grandpa, next time tell me about white metal poisoning too. Ah, it's best ever. Yes. <laughs> Are you really a, a GW player from the 80s and 90s if you didn't get metal poisoning? Yes. I was five. <laughs> Yes. Go away. How old are you? But one thing about what Pella says about the crispness and stuff is that um, they they are fucking excellent. The the only thing that you compare them with the Mark Four and Mark Three is that they have changed kind of um, what stuff you get with uh, on like your your average ten man screw as as one screw. Mm-hmm. So you no longer get like the specialist weapons or the heavy weapons, but you get like a, a bunch of upgrades for your sergeant. You get the no, the fucking massive Nancy walks that we all been waiting for because now you don't have to get that as an upgrade. So who knows what's going to happen with Mark Three and Mark Four? It's just you know sad that they don't have the same love, uh, especially now with new uh, special weapons and heavy weapons and stuff. Here's hoping for upgrade sprues. But everyone knows I'm a bit of a grognard, <laughs> and <clears throat> I don't know if anyone has noticed it. But if you have a look, because uh, I was looking at the poses and the faces and the bolters, and I compared them like a, I went through my, my dark dark hole of old stuff mm-hmm. and brought out my old beaky marines in plastic where they all fucking basically squat a lot. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these kind of poses are still the same. A lot of the bits that you got for the old 80s plastic are now actually on the new sprue and like when we're going to talk about the the fucking spartan and you get the wow don't even get me started about the upgrade kit for the vehicle and stuff but 
But we're going to talk about Spartan, like the, the holding the little data pad, because everyone remember from fucking Rogue Trader, the data pads that you got with the, the plastic kits, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I love those. have great fun, fun and loveness. But just comparing the bolters from Rogue Trader with the bolters in this kit, it is like you can see where they've drawn the inspiration on. And me being an old fucking grognard, mm-hmm. I just love that shit. It, it is fucking excellent. Yeah. It's such a fucking throwback to Rogue Trader. And the backpacks, Freddy. Wow. Yeah, the backpacks are exactly the same. They are the Rogue Trader RT01 backpacks. Fucking hell, yeah. It, it's it's amazing. Like, it is... Oh. And like you said with that second... I remember that Christmas when I got that second head fucking box. It's... Oh, same feeling. But it, it, it's so fucking amazing that they have done a massive throwback to Rogue Trader, like with their kits and stuff. Obviously, it's much more crisper, it's better technology. It, like like Pella said, it's fucking amazing, mm-hmm. to, like the, the, how, how the detailings are. But it is, it is it's like fucking Rogue Trader plastic box went, went into the future and just became itself. <laughs> Basically, quantum leaped itself. Yeah, it's just a high quality. You can say whatever you want. You know, it's expensive, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But this plastic are high quality. I, I expect if you go to a considering the price, I actually looked at checking uh, if you compare it to like a scale models in one thirty five scale. If you buy new products. Like in you, not the 80s cast from Tamaya, they're good. But if you look at new, yeah, new products there, mm-hmm. they cost around thousand kroners, or like hundred quid, hundred pounds, mm-hmm. or hundred euros for mm-hmm. a brand new, decent tank in good tank in a Spartan size, I guess, a little bit bigger. Considering how much high quality plastic there are here, is uh, if you compare to that. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to spend like if you go to a model store and buy scale models in 135 uh, in this amount of miniatures you have to like spend triple amount of money. Yeah, it's very worthwhile what's in the box. Definitely, definitely. You have to have that in mind when you look at this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one thing I do want to talk about and um, one thing that I think is quite quite important but it's been a real sore subject it's been on on forums and stuff is the fact that people are throwing around the word monopose when they talk about these models and the best i can tell yes they are you build them in a certain pose or at least parts of them in a certain pose but i don't think people understand the word monopose as well as they think they do no they don't because you're talking second ed were monopose where every marine was fl- basically plastic injection um all in the same sort of half running half shoulder part shoulder down stance that you push the bolter or push the you know special weapon in or whatever that's monopose yes the entire box is not made up of one posed models and correct me if i'm wrong but you've still got they're still separated some of them are still separated at the waists the arms aren't fixed on all of them. You can, you know, get a bit creative because they're plastic and you can cut and chop and do stuff. So on a scale of 10, 1 to 10, would you, how, you know, would you rate these guys as monopose or? No, they're not monopose. Like I said, people think in one way, all in that sense, these Mark 3 and 4 plastic we have a couple of years are also monopose. Mm-hmm. But they're not. 
exactly. Like you mm-hmm. said, the second edition Space Marines are monopose. You could argue that the metal one with plastic arms are monopose because you're limited. You're pretty much. Well, at least you could change the arms in and out to a point. Yes, you can. But you can do a lot of this. And if you glue them together, you don't get that monopose feeling when you look at them. And that's what's important. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if you're a little bit skilled and give yourself a little bit of time, you can cut and chop and do kind of all kind of stuff with it. If you're, if you're brave enough to go on green stuff, you can do even more. So they're not monopose. They are not fucking more or less monopose than Mark III and Mark and like as as the podcast designated designated Debbie Downer, I guess I gotta say, sure, if you're new to the hobby, you're gonna have an army that looks an awful lot like another new person's army. But mm-hmm. that's a given. Pretty much all the betrayal calf armies that were new looked the same. The the mm-hmm. heads looked in slightly different directions and people aimed the arms slightly differently, but like they were the same. Yes. But again, being the Debbie Downer, I gotta ask you, Pelle and Fred, you guys are veteran hobbyists. How how likely would you find it that you do any major like alterations to these guys? Because you can't like have the torso swap anymore. So like, would you guys change anything? You can, you can if you have a knife or a saw that's clean and uh, clean enough, or more detail enough, you can definitely do that. Would you? No, not initially. Okay. If I want to do a special character, character or a, something special, uh, maybe. Why not? But. It's not necessary, to be honest. Uh, I would work more, more, more with the arms and the legs, perhaps. That being said, I do agree with Jody. Like, to me, Monopose is, I guess, like the new Age of Sigmar or the 40k box releases they do. When there's like, you get two of the guys slightly leaning, holding his pistol, putting down his bolt. You get two of the guy taking a step up on a rock. To me, that is Monopose. Mm. Uh, this, this, you can alter their variables. So I think you're right there, Freddy. And there's also, uh, that didn't exist in these real monopose things, are those add-ons you can add. You got uh, bayonets, you got... Uh, shame bayonets. Shame bayonets, you got holsters, you got grenades. All those small detail- details are extremely crisp. You know, you need, holsters used to be just a flat surface with like yep. a... Oh, they're so pretty. If you look at it this way, uh, it's not really monopose. It's it's more of the same. Uh, the only difference is that it's a bit harder to mix uh, these ones with the older ones, but you can still mix heaps of bunch of parts from them with the Mark III and Mark IV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the most important thing is if you want to do Mark V anyway, the heresy armor, you would fucking go nuts with your knife and saws and what, whatever anyway, because you will, you will get like a leg from a Mark fucking Mark Six, and you get like a leg from a Mark Three, and you keep on like building your super custom heresy armor, dude. So it's not that hard. Like they haven't made them, so you can't really cut them up. Exactly. You can do a lot of things with them. Uh, and with a little bit of training, you can do a really good stuff and a lot of variation and con- conversions. But like I said, on a normal unit, I will probably not do that, but I will do it on sergeant or characters or consoles or whatever. Yes, it's not impossible. It- like most important thing, you can swap around arms, you can swap around shorter pads, you can swap around heads and stuff and weapons and 
all that shit. So, like, who really cares if uh, if they're running a little bit when you can swap around everything else? Yes. One other thing I'd, I'd want to say from a, purely from, like, let's, let's just sort of take a step back and look at it from a fluff perspective, uh, especially if you're new to the game, don't lose sight of the fact that this is not... This is not 40k in the respects that 40k is built around um, chapters of a thousand dudes. They're very unique. You place effectively, in air quotes, skirmishes compared to 30k, which is about legions, tens of thousands of dudes. If you look at the artwork, you, it's very hard to pick out individual people, individual marines, because everybody looks the same. So if you're worried, is that going to be a problem? No, it fits perfectly. And it gives you a bit of space to add in your own additional bits here and there for, you want to do a veteran squad, do an upgrade helmet swap out. You know, you want to add some cool bits, you know, maybe do world eaters, add some chain axes, but they're not going to lose the, the mass feel because it's legions, not chapters. Um, Try to Google a picture of old Space Marine Epic game. Mm-hmm. And see the masses of space marines. Yeah, that's your uh, image of the Horus Heresy. There are, like you said, artwork are there's rarely one individual in the center. It's masses, it's masses, and masses. Try to think about the opening fight scene from like Gladiator, or like the the war zones from Rome TV series. This is masses. There's a legion of people standing back to back fighting. Yeah. It's it's just I want to put that image in people's heads because I don't want them to think that the fact that these things can't be maybe super individual is a negative thing. It's not. It the, some of the most beautiful armies I've ever seen painted are horde armies, sort of like your militias and your big blocks of um, tactical troops, because it's so impressive to see out there. Yes. It's a very good point there, because, uh, like I said, uh, in 40k, there are, t- there are chapter t- thousand guys. Mm-hmm. You paint a reasonably big percentage of that chapter when you do an army, and that makes everyone uh, unique in a way. Mm-hmm. And indispensable. Yeah, exactly. This is not the case here. There are masses. Yeah. Imagine, like I said, imagine Warhammer Fantasy, a block yeah. of... Uh, like a block of marines, block of marines. <laughs> Imagine square-based uh, block of space marines or something. Ooh. Important point. Mm-hmm. What about here's here's my next question then? Because we we could talk, we're talking about the tactical marines. Let's talk about the other stuff in the box. Talk to me about this. Yeah, I was actually sitting here and I think looking at the cataphractic terminators. Oh, uh, the way I can tell, mm-hmm. it's the same sprue that we all know. Mm-hmm. And love, yes. And we talk about crispiness, and uh, that's what you really can tell when you're sitting under your, on your desk and watching, looking at this miniature. You can really tell at the details and bolters or and, and so on that they're not that crisp. They're still high quality plastic miniatures. Don't get me wrong. I got tons of these since before, but mm-hmm. uh, just want to point out again how really good the others are. You can see the difference. Yes, you can, definitely. Yeah, they've raised the bar on the quality. Yes. And like I said, uh, quality-wise versus price, go to a scale model store and buy 
high quality new plastic miniature for the same amount as this box and you don't get in really near the same amount of miniature just saying yeah tell me about the vehicles man tell me about the vehicles come on <laughs> that's the sound i wanted to hear tell me i'm looking at the uh, dreadnought oh yeah oh man yeah dreadnought is a big change from the original talk about monopose that's the old one was way more monopose Yes, this is not monopose. You can pretty much do whatever you want to do with it. If you look at Spruce, um, this reminds me more about uh, Adeptus Titanicus models. You know, there are so many configurations. Well, they they really divided up the body contra the weapon. Yes, you you can do pretty much anything you want to do with it, uh, model-wise. Um, how you want to post it? Are you are, are you climbing up a hill or whatever? And no, I don't have an, an old dreadnought here to compare it. The other plastic, uh, the mm-hmm. Christmas, but the details are here. You do, Freddie. What's it like? Yeah, well, the, the old uh, the old fucking dreadnought was basically you slap slap the body together, and that's how it is. Like you couldn't change the legs. You can't. The only thing you could change was like the the. Mm-hmm. In their sockets, like little round arms. That that's all you could change on that one. And and the thing is, with this one, you can see a complete different. Uh, it it has taken basically what they've done with the Fortwell dreadnoughts uh, and got uh, and converted that idea from resin to plastic. Where in the Fortwell dreadnoughts, you have the entire dreadnought as one piece. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then you had your weapons. Because you usually bought the dread, like the contempted dreadnoughts weapons, separately, right? And, and and they apply the same logic as they did for Adeptus Titanicus, which means that there will probably be heaps of fucking upgrade kits mm. for your weapons, definitely. And finally, we have that fucking havoc missile launcher that we don't have to buy that stupid <laughs> old uh, uh, Fortress one that's massive and. You, but you got that cool hand with it, and I love that. Model. And you got a heap of uh, options for the weapons. I see you got the out cannon, you got the last cannon, you got the multi melta, you got the heavy bolter, and what else? I think there are. Isn't the auto cannons? Did I say auto cannons? Yes, auto cannons. Gotta ask him, Pelle, did you get one fist in that? Uh, actually, look. Fisticuffs. Always fisticuffs. Yeah, but one or two fists. One right. Oh, we have to, I have to double check. I can't really remember. I can't actually see anyone here. Oh, oh, this could be interesting. Because I got a follow-up question to that. Yeah, they are supposed to. Yeah, no, there are at least one fist because there are built-in um, weapons for the close combat arms here. Yeah. What I want to know is how hard do you think it is? Just if you had two of those fists. Could just put it on the other hand easily. You could always do that. Yes, I think so. Now I'm just guessing, but uh, you you do get a you do get a fist. Yeah, but just the one, right? Just one fist. That is correct. Because what I'm thinking is, if I get two dreads from this box, I could switch switch turn with someone. Maybe can make it one close combat and one more this. I don't see why you couldn't do that because the old way to make uh, dreadnoughts, those are um, weapons fist fitted both sides. Yeah. So why wouldn't you do? I can't really see anything 
be honest with you, Chris, by the way, just looking at some of the pictures on GW's website, you can probably just flip the fingers around. It's just a so like the old pla- like the plastic one that you got in the other book, the other box. You could just literally the the fingers will probably rotate round, so you could probably do it from the two, and then maybe have double auto cannons on the other one or something. I can tell you, like because I'm holding the screw in my hand here, uh, the actual arms have the same numberings. So okay, so I uh, as in like the shoulder shoulder arm thingies mm. are the same, so you can put them where the fuck you want. Yes, that's true. That's true. Good point. So you can put the weapon wherever you want. Nice. I like the sound of that. Okay. So there is no left or right. There is just a arm, and then you just put it like uh, if you look at the uh, the blueprints, mm-hmm. it basically it, you have options to either you want to put it on your left hand or the right hand. Nice. And you can do the both for both. So if you had your matey and you said, Laurent, I want double Daka and you want double Fisticuffs, mm-hmm. let's do a swap skis. You're fucking golden. So Pelle, yes, let's do a swap skis. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want from me? Yeah, uh, everything. <laughs> he wants everything from you. Everything, I say. He wants to have a bolter. <laughs> yeah. You know, have, fluff-wise, have a bolter or one of the coolest weapon there around. It kills everything. But games-wise, it's been <laughs> so dull. Yeah. It's a bit sad. Yeah. Well, you know, it's got plot armor, so we, we live with that. Um, I was going to say, Freddy, yep. you had, you had. I want to talk about the Spartan, but um, not only do I want to talk about the Spartan, the um, the not-so-secret secret, secret um, words that were written on the Spartan sprue. You mean that, that it says Land Raider? Yeah, that one. <laughs> I, can, I can take a photo, wait, screen. Oh. You put it in chat, and then you guys can we can post it on fucking the book of faces. Yes, but somewhere it is a beautiful thing because it most ninety nine point nine percent feel confident in saying that it indicates plastic land raiders. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, on on that sprue that says land raider, it has. Land Raider hatches. Oh. It has the front part of a Land Raider, uh-huh. and it and it has awesome fucking Mark II arms, <laughs> and a Mark II dude as well. Uh, and it has uh, the Eye of Horus, and it has the fucking Aquila, and it has uh, iPad goodness, like hands with iPads and sensors and shit. Oh. But actually, the front part, if you look at it, and if I compare it to a plastic Land Raider, funnily enough, if you look at the Spartan and a plastic Land Raider, it's, uh, Spartan is just a Land Raider on fucking steroids. Yeah. It's an extended Land Raider. Yeah. Really? And if you look at the sprue, Freddy, you can pretty much tell that it's, it's very easy to make uh, both of it. Yeah, the thing is, if I, if I took my old Land Raider and I used this one instead... And the new cracks, it would suddenly become like a heresy land raid. Nice. But what what's your general I mean guys, what is your general thought to the plastic Spartan kit as a whole? Because we've all, I'm pretty sure all of us have built at least one resin Spartan, and at least half of us have built the ones with the individual like just one? Don't don't you remember the meta of the fucking uh... I do, I'm just trying to just generalize. I'm trying to generalize here, mate. I'm trying to generalize. The, the fucking party bus, everyone in the Spartan, together with the primer. I, I know at least Freddy did the one with the individual tracks. I I've done one with individual tracks as well. I think Pella did too, right? I don't remember. Oh my god. I, 
I've done both. That's the trauma, Pelle. That's the trauma blocking it out. Yeah, probably. I'm pretty sure it was individual tracks. I just want Pelle to talk about fucking chain bayonets, and that's the thing now. <laughs> yes, I was saving the best for last. Fucking shred. Seriously, we're talking land readers now. Yeah, let's talk land raiders, dude. Let's talk Spartans. What what is that kit like? Uh, sorry, we'll get back to the chain bayonets in a minute, man. Don't worry, we'll get there. I was surprised with the amount of uh, spruce, though. Yes, they they really fucking put every, their effort into planning the spruce because it's not that many spruce. It's like the dreadnought; it's like two spruce. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, the Spartan is like a weapon sprue. One, two, three, four. Yeah, well, you can't count the upgrade sprue though because that's a generic sprue. No, that's true. Yeah, which I want to talk more about, mm-hmm. but then I need to get another beer. I'm sure that can be arranged. You've got, you've got a whippy stick, point at the fridge, and somebody will come along and fix it for you. Yeah. No, but it's like there's a weapon sprue, which once again it goes to show that they... they I remember back in the day, uh, like third ed and, and onwards, where everything was just mixed mm-hmm. uh, onto the same sprue. There was no rhyme and reason to this, but now they've really done... Like a weapon sprue where you have the the fucking twin link last cannons, mm-hmm. which is like a completely weapon sprue. And obviously, you can see that this uh, sprue can be used for other vehicles. Hint, hint. <laughs> uh, it doesn't say Land Raider, though. It says tank accessory. Exactly. Um, so it's like they've really thought about like uh, uh, making it easier if they do a product that has uh, twin link last cannons, like a vehicle or a flyer or whatever. Or like sponsor weapons because it's basically used as sponsor weapons uh, for twin and scanners, and I assume they will have sponsor weapons for like where you can have just one last cannon, which is going to go for all the predators and and fucking um, uh, stick around, mm-hmm. stick around, stick around, uh, and, and stuff like that. So they've really thought about sprues that they can actually reuse for other products, which means that they can release more products faster because they already have like. A productification mm-hmm. thingy. Uh, so that that's a good change, mm-hmm. and I really like like how they got down to um, the number of sprues that you need. But when oh. when can I talk about this vehicle? Because everyone here has built like a third edition plus uh, box Rhino. Yes. yes. Yeah. Do you remember like you used to get like a vehicle accessory sprue for that one? Oh, yeah. Where that fucking. The tank commander that was like uh, monopose for real because it was just fucking uh, one one plastic bit with a head, like a, <laughs> yeah. with a torso popping out, and then you, then you got like the pintle mount of the weapons, and mm-hmm. you had a little bit like you had a hunter killer missiles that everyone fucking used and shit. Yep. Yep. I'm not talking about the second edition vehicle sprue, which was fucking awesome with the hunter killer missile. It was a massive fucking box, <laughs> and the pintle mounted was like the side magazine <laughs> thingy. Classic. Uh, classic. But now you actually, this is for people that have seen the Forge World vehicle upgrade sprue, like, well, not the sprue, but upgrade kit, mm-hmm. where you get, um, you know, extra bolters, pintle mounted bolsters, you get extra heavy bolters, you have like uh, melted guns, heavy flamer, and a heavy bolter, I think, from memory. I think you got like one of each, like an extra uh, twin link bolter. Mm-hmm. A melted gun, like I'm, I'm looking at it now, just to make sure I don't lie. So you got like a, a multi-melter, you got a heavy bolter, a heavy flamer, and you got a pintle-mounted twin-link bolter. If I haven't lost any bits in my fucking old Forge World kit here. Um, but now, in the new one, oh my fucking god. 
you get everything that you got in the old fucking thingy, but you also get combi weapon, so you can have like multi guns, voltite, uh, flamer, a plasma as a combi weapon. Uh, you also get uh, you also get the havoc missile launcher, and uh, you also you, know, you get the hunter killer missile. That we love and and oh you like the the fucking search limit and all that stuff smoke launchers more hatches than you can throw a fucking stick at but you also get a tank commander <laughs> and that tank commander is in Mark II armor plastic Mark II confirmed plastic Mark II armor which is fucking amazing like I was looking at it and oh, wait this is Mark II I haven't noticed that that's like look at the helmet. Yeah, it's fucking Mark II. Look at the shoulder pads, and I compare it to my Mark II shoulder pads. This is Mark II shoulder pads. Oh my fucking god. Mark II arms. This is, this is fucking Mark II torso. Mark II legs, where, where you put them in, into the stuff. And so obviously the tank commander, you could, there's also the bare-headed ones, but who gives a shit about that? Because bare-heads could be any Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but... <laughs> but Oh my god, so you can have him either, you know, holding his little iPads and shit that you get on the vehicle accessory or pointing fingers, or you can have him holding the pintle mounted weapon, obviously. Classic stuff, like shooting Daka. Uh, which is good, like, it's a good startup sprue, and it, I like how they actually have, uh, on that Land Raider sprue that we were talking about, that they actually have, like, additional upgrades for the tank commander. So it seems like this is the general one, and then you get like more bits because we love our bits. Mm-hmm. More bits in each vehicle, which you can use. But yeah, Mark II tank commander. Awesome, that's awesome. I haven't noticed that. Thanks, Freddy. Oh my dude, mm-hmm. it's just made your day a little bit better, hasn't it? Let's be fair. Yes. <laughs> and the best part is uh, for us that like to convert stuff is. Uh, if you remember the old tank commander, it, it uh, you never could get a backpack on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, actually, that stupid hose thingy yeah. is separate. Hey. So you can actually use this torso, Mark II torso, uh, as like a normal torso. And that torso is more Mark III and Mark IV version, not, not the stuff that we, uh, when we look at the BT Marines. Nice. So it's not like a share back. So you can see that, that this is the old style conversion. So obviously you want to change a Mark II to a Mark III tank commander or a fucking Mark IV tank commander or a BT tank commander. You can do that. Nice. nice. Or if you just want to do him and make heresy armor or a normal Mark II armor, you can use him for that as well. Very cool. I like the sound of that. That's awesome. So fucking hell, like that, that that kit is awesome because you get all the vehicle options, like all of them. Mm-hmm. Not like like in the olden days where you got some of them, but now you actually get all of them. Mm-hmm. And it gives you heaps of bits if you want to do combo weapons as well. Awesome. Now, before we move off the sprues and talk about the, the book, because I think that's, that's another big thing we, we should be oh, talking no. about before we do that. I just want to go around everybody and sort of, because we can spend all day talking about what this is like for a new player because it's it's literally an army in a box no matter what anybody says you can build a 2000 point army out of this box without breaking a sweat really um 
But what I'm interested in is, you know, we've got existing listeners, existing players outside of the rule book and everything. Why should people get this? What's the benefit for an existing player? Chris? Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm just going to go like Plastic Spartan and yeah. obviously Contemptor. But to me, uh, I would say the fact that you can just take these dudes and make like a special weapons group or have a weapons group pretty damn easily. Yeah. Expand it. And also steal idea from someone else, like make it Femi. Expand it and make it like, make it work for your legion. Like Pell and me only have terror assault troops. Now it seems like you're, it's the victorious tactical marine, the spoiler marine is going to be really nefarious. Make some of those as well. We've all developed our armies to be a special way, even though we don't like it. Try and make them a different way this time. What about you, yeah. Freddy? What are your thoughts? Oh, sorry, Pella, you can jump in uh, there. Um, I'm just going to confirm that I'm going to build two tactical marine squads for my Night Lord mm-hmm. uh, army, because I need that to make it work. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I really just want to build this fantastic army marines up and paint them. But like, what can you do? You, of course, you got 40 Marines. You can do a lot of things with 40 Marines. You can do those special units, uh, a weapon squad, extra weapon squads. You can do a whole weapon squads or buy that uh, box with special weapons. You know, you got four different special weapons with 10 each. So do the math. Then you mm-hmm. have a good option to, to your army whenever you want to play and play a little bit differently. So nice. you can do tons of things with this, even if you have an army that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Go nuts, convert, try to expand your knowledge in hobbing. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. By converting stuff. There are tons of things you can do. Freddie, what about you, bud? Any thoughts as a, when you look at this as an existing player? Well, it's easy. It's by, like Arias mentioned before, buy that special weapons uh, upgrade kit uh, because you get 40 special weapons each and every of the fucking tactical support options. Uh, and then you have four squads. Rotary Cannon, Plasma, Melta, Volkite, Volkite Coverings. Fuck, you get more. Sorry. Just pick four out of the special weapons that you want. Yes. Uh, what I'm going to do, though, is um, Beakies, for me, when it's not Raving Guards or Alpha Legion, has always kind of leaned towards Seekers. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, easily, this is going to finally be like, uh, I need an Iron Hand Seeker unit, I'm going to have um, another fucking massive tactical, I'm going to have uh, 20 dudes, going to be a tactical uh, normal tactical marines for my Raven Guards, I'm going to have 10 dudes, that are going to be Seekers for my Iron Hands, that's 30 dudes already, I'm going to have 10 dudes that I'm going to make up as uh, special weapons for my Raven Guards Nice Nice. And then they're all, they're all done. Uh, I want to mention a thing that we haven't really talked about that's still in the book. Mm-hmm. Box, but not the book. Uh, those two special characters. What do you yeah. think of those? Yeah, that's a fair point. I'm looking at Sprue right now. But everyone wants to know how easily convertible are they? Can you need a master model skills to actually do something with it? I'm looking at a guy with, I promised a uh, couple of episodes ago to convert to a night lord to get mm-hmm. with an axe you know what i mean well we're all doing that we've all got that challenge that's that's true yes and i would say absolutely doable mm-hmm. uh it doesn't need a lot of cutting or shaping to get rid of those symbols mm-hmm. 
and uh, heads are swappable. And what bugging me are those things that uh, on this guy on his backpack easily cut off. Mm-hmm. The other guy with his um, what do you call it? He had it on his crest on his head instead of his helm. Oh, the iron halo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or like that, easily, easily convertible. You don't want to have the cloak, don't use it. There are many ways to use this um, to make a lot of different characters. So I expect to see tons of VIPs soon on the internet. Yeah, I like that you don't have to use the cloak. That is fucking massive because you, you then you can work around with them heaps. Uh, yeah. They are kind of similar to the calf or not, not as bad as Prospero, but uh, the calf box where, yeah. where heaps of people have used the two praetors that were in the calf box or the chaplain and the praetor. Heads are easily swappable. Yeah, heads easily to swap, fucking backpacks easily to swap. You don't have to use any of the bling. You don't have to use any of the cloaks. You don't even have to use the fucking arms. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it you can go like without having any decent modeling skills. Mm-hmm. You can use a lot of stuff to change these around. Like they don't even have to be beacon means if you don't want to. Just swap the fucking backpack. Yeah. Awesome. So. Well, Ah, I'm looking forward to the really fucking nasty little Night Lord or something with this. <laughs> nice. One thing I just want to, before we wrap up to the last bit, which is the book itself, the rule book and everything, because we're not going to go into great detail on that, but we'll get into that in a second. If you're an existing player and you've got an army built, maybe look at this as a chance to say, well, why don't I try something late heresy? Siege of Terror, for example. Especially if you're a loyalist player. You know, you've got the opportunity to make it really thematic, taking 40 Mark VI Marines, making you can go super heavy weathering, you can go, um, you know, like we said, support squads, whatever, but you can actually add to the story of your army, uh, which could be a lot of fun if that's that's your sort of jam. So take that as an opportunity as well, just as a thought. But again, we're not going to go into great detail because not only is this episode long, it's full of lots of cool stuff, but we've got a whole episode which will be our next episode dedicated to the rules and the fluff and everything in the book. But, gentlemen, overall impressions of the Heresy 2.0 book that's in the box. What can you say? It's massive. I mean, physically. It's like a black book. Yes, it's like a black book. Um... Like, not the, the smallest one that they released recently, but, like, it's a black book, old school. Exactly. It's a stock standard black book, not thick like the one massive one with the blood angels, I think, and not as the thin one with book after that. Uh, it's a stock standard black book. It's even so thick, so I don't want to be negative, but <laughs> I hope I actually release the rule book by itself so you can just have a little bit smaller booklet with you when you go to gaming uh, or events. <laughs> you don't have to carry this. Big Bertha with you, but it's a high quality product as the rest of the books. If you talk, if you want to know like the print itself, the artwork, the the paper, the the quality of the booklet, it's. Is there anything that jumps out to you from it, particularly that maybe somebody new or an existing player might be like, "Oh, that's that's pretty cool." Anything in particular, or 
if you know i said of course the, the artwork is awesome and i'm not good enough to qualify if say it's these are new artwork or if it is from the black books already but all the legions have a short few pages with artwork and background in it and really good uh, high quality mm-hmm. multicolored artwork yep and for a new player if you haven't seen any heresy booklets or artwork or anything you will be stunned um, nice I love the sound of that. I mean, Chris, just out of interest, bud, what are you, have you had a chance to sort of glance at some of the images and what are your thoughts on it all? No, I can't just busy fondling. Right now I'm busy fondling the spruce. <laughs> I haven't given the book the full walkthrough it deserves yet. Are you, is, is there anything you're looking forward to? I mean, like I said, we'll talk details, but are you, are you like me? Are you an artwork kind of a dude or are you... I'm actually like a writing kind of dude. I want to read through all the text uh, because there used to be a joke in my gaming circle that I always read the parts that had a lore and the fluff in it and I skipped over the boring rule shit. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. The uh, book itself is like, uh, first there's all the Legion and uh, uh, participants. It's the Solar Auxilia got there some few pages. The Mechanicum have it. Uh, Assassin got one. Oh, what? An Ordo Sinister. Yes. Ooh. Hell yes. Who are ironically the good guys somehow? Uh, after that, there's uh, background pages, you know, classic fluff. Uh, of course, the legions are fluff as well, of course. That's not my point. Uh, well, and they also talk about demons of the runestorm. Yeah. So everything is here, as far as I know, uh, can see. Uh, they haven't left anything out. Uh, it implies that everything ha- that has been in the heresy so far will uh, remain still be here yeah definitely so that's awesome and then there's the background pages timelines mm-hmm. there's a lot in there there's it sounds like there's a heck of a lot in there it's like the old i go back to second edition i do that all the time that's my reference point and that background book in the second edition box it's the benchmark for a fluff description background description and I would say this is as close as I could get. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you say, Freddy. Yeah. But uh, I haven't read it all, by the way. I can say that. You've got somebody to take your time on. Is, is that the book with the Space Marines Tango dancing on the cover? Well, do you mean the old one? Yeah. Yeah. Is that second edition book? The, I believe that's Rogue Trader. Oh, okay. Sorry, Freddy. We cut you off there, bud. So, like, uh, the thing is, this really reminds me of it, it's like a mashup between uh, the second ed background about the Imperium and all the races sort of thing, uh, combined with the Chaos Codex, uh, where you basically have uh, uh, the thing in the case, like where they have the, the staff's armies, like they used to have the heavy metal staff armies. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's in the book as well. <laughs> and it, that is, that's true, it is. It's like, when I read this book, it's like a combination of, it's not so much like you get, you get the black book feel uh, a little bit because they have the same type of artwork as the black book, but they also have the new stuff, the new type of artwork, but they also have the throwback to like uh, second edition where they always had staff armies and stuff in the book. Yep. And, and it also becomes like a, 
I don't know. It's like a combination of the old Imperial Armor books uh, without the facts about uh, tanks and stuff. And it has like a, a little bit of the black books, a little a little bit of like the old edition 40k. And it has like a tang of the new style of 40k with like how they have, how they present the artwork. And, and it's super similar in feel to the Adeptus Titanicus. Nice. I wonder if you ever bring back like one of my favorite features. And I don't think you can because it's very much a symbol of an age lost, which is usually what people say when I'm going to add something racist, but I'm not. It's like, do you remember how you used to put in like, and if you ever need to make your own styrofoam train at home, we recommend the following things. Yeah, no, I remember those days. I don't think we're ever going to see that again, sadly. No, I don't think so because they sell train now, but yeah, that was also like kind of co- that was like comfortable somehow, like comfy. Yeah, the old uh, modeling guides and, you know. Yeah, but also, I mean, from a sales perspective, as a kid getting to the hobby, seeing these grown-ass men, like, fiddle around with doing their own homemade terrain, that was also sort of, like, inspiring. It made you feel, like, included. That's very true. Oh, yeah. Imperial Assassins are so cool, man. Um, (laughs) Great. Well, I tell you what, I think we're going to – I'm going to call it there because – any more talking about the book and we'll just go into the book and we're saving that for our next episode. Mm. So what I'm going to say is gents, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you for listening to uh, our chat about first impressions of the box. What are yours? Let us know. Uh, hit us up on the Facebook group hit us up via Facebook messenger or email, or just post on the, um, the post that you listen to the episode from any of that. Let us know what your thoughts are. What are you doing with the box? Are you an existing player and are you starting something new, adding existing, adding to something existing, or are you a new player and you're looking to build something 100% fresh? We'd love to hear about it. We really would. So let's let's head on over and we'll wrap this whole episode up now uh, with just some quick reminders. Uh, first of all, don't forget, like we said, the Shane Muscular Dystrophy uh, raffle is available. Tickets are available now. We'll be posting out more information about uh, prizes and other cool stuff. The Patreon raffle is there. If you join our Patreon, you've entered into a chance to win some prizes on the raffle. Although the tickets are sold out, Scandus is happening. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of October. We have a reserve list, so just hit us up. Exactly. That's important. That's where I was going. Thank you, Chris. We have a reserve list. Get yourself on that reserve list as soon as you can. 3,000 points. Heresy 2.0 rules. Lots of fun swag. Our usual shenanigans. Just a straight up and knock up and down, uh, straight drag up, knock down fight. Mm. Five missions, two days, lots of fun. And we still have a bunch of Primarchs and special characters unclaimed, so, you know. Yeah, that's important. Do it now. Um, <laughs> first come, first served on special characters. And we will also say that uh, releasing in the next week or two, we hope to have some information on a painting course mm-hmm. from uh, Cult of Paint, which they're already advertising, but we will have some official uh, stuff up on our Facebook page. Um, so there's that. I'd also like to once again say thank you to our editing team who put up with our shenanigans and tangents and stuff. And hopefully my voice won't go so high next time. But, you know, we have to live with these things because we deserve them if we screw up. Um, so yeah, that's it. You guys got anything you want to add? Anyone? No, I can't wait for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the next episode either. Uh, it's going to be great. Buy the box. Uh, yeah, I, I just want to say, like, come to Scandus. Yeah. Yes. The Danes are represented. The Finns are represented. Canada's sending two of their best and brightest. 
Are you there? You live in Sweden, damn it. Come, defend the Swedish honor. Well, if you're not coming there to play, come there to just enjoy the fucking uh, amazing community. Yeah. yeah, come hang out with us. We love it. People are legitimately coming there just to hang out. Really? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll we'll have we'll have live coverage and pictures and everything as we get there, but we'll talk about that closer to the time. And watch out for the link for like the online stream thing. Uh, this year mm-hmm. we're talking about that if we get in $10,000, we're going to shave Freddy's uh, back. This is true. This is very true. Oh, it's not much to shave. <laughs> no, okay, you're right. Chest. <laughs> All right, then it's terrible. <laughs> I've done my shaving part for this and waxing. Oh, yeah? No, yeah. I'm, I'm clear. Um, but my beard's on the line for Scandus, so, you know, we've all got our prayer to a conversion challenge to help hold up to as well. Um, but without further ado, then, I'm going to say it's a good night from me. And me. And me. And me. And remember, guys, treat life like 30k. Be angry on the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Ranging Heresy Podcast, signing off. <laughs>